Welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's July 11th, 2019, and this is episode 28. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. New in theaters this week, we've got two new films. First up is Crawl, which is a horror thriller from Paramount Pictures. Uh, in this film, it looks like the alligators are taking over, which is pretty much uh, my worst nightmare. Uh, when a massive hurricane hits her Florida hometown, Haley, who's played by Kaya Scodelario, ignores evacuation orders to search for her missing father, who is played by Barry Pepper. Finding him gravely injured in the crawl space of their family home, the two become trapped by quickly encroaching floodwaters. As time runs out to escape the strengthening storm, Haley and her father discover that the rising water level is the least of their fears. Um, have I mentioned that the gators are taking over <laughs> in this picture? Uh, uh, yeah, so it's a total pass for me. Crawl is rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America, for bloody creature violence and brief language. Next up is Stuber, which is a buddy action comedy from 20th Century Fox. When a mild manner Uber driver named Stu, who is played by uh, comedian Kumali Nanjiani, picks up a passenger who's played by former wrestler and now actor Dave Bautista. It turns out to be a cop pot on the trail of a brutal killer. Stu is thrust into a harrowing ordeal where he desperately tries to hold on to his wits, his life, and, of course, his five-star Uber rating. Uh, this looks pretty funny. Also, pretty violent. Also, uh, the reviews haven't been that great. So we'll have to see what weekend audiences uh, do with Stuber. Uh, Stuber is rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America for violence and language throughout, some sexual references, and brief graphic nudity. So, two new films this week to check out if you are so inclined. There's Crawl and Stuber. reviews this week, I'm actually going to be reviewing a film that opens next week. It's Disney's remake of their uh, musical, The Lion King. So, The Lion King, as you may recall, uh, was an animated film that came out in 1994. It has since been turned into a highly popular Broadway stage production and now is getting the uh, photorealistic CGI remake treatment that a lot of our Disney movies are getting now, too. So, this film was directed by John Favreau, and it uh, it creates this environment on on the screen that just you know again it looks real, right? This this photorealistic CGI that they uh, employ for these for these for these remakes. And so it's basically though talking animals in a in a in a, in a very realistic environment, very very realistic looking environment. 
the uh, the tools that they used are, I understand, pretty state-of-the-art and pretty remarkable uh, from some of the interviews that I have been reading and seeing from the filmmakers. The uh, Particularly some virtual reality tools that they used uh, in a way provided kind of a, a new way of, of uh, making a film. So... That in and of is is pretty cool. However, I got to tell you that overall, I felt that this film though was just a sizzle reel for this technology, rather than being a good film. <laughs> Sadly, they chose to go the route of. I mean, sure, there's there's some minor changes that are made, but but for the most part, this is a shot for shot and almost word for word remake of that 1994 animated film. And with the with this photorealistic style, though, what gets stripped of it is is the is the art and the artistry that made the Lion King so great. So, for example, uh, and I'm you know this will be spoiler filled because I I think we've all seen the Lion King probably many times, right? So if you've seen the 1994 film, you know, there's nothing new that's revealed in this, in this, in this version. So in the great scene where Scar has his villain song, that be prepared song in the animated film there, you know, they changed the lighting of it and all those hot pots and all that steam coming up are like these green and yellow, uh, like steam geysers, you know, for lack of a better word. And, uh, there's, it just looks so cool. And then when the hyenas join scar, they make it look like you're watching, uh, a, a fascist propaganda film or something, or even you're watching Nazi Germany and it's horrifying. Uh, but again, just amazing to look at. And instead this one, there's there's a very little very realistic looking lion, you know, Scar, uh, who's w walking around some rocks with a very re realistic looking lion. <laughs> and none of that, it's all you know, it's all stripped. It's all stripped away. Um, another another example of it is when when uh, Simba is is coming to grips with you know adult Simba is coming to grips with his past. And Rafiki comes out, you know, and knocks him on the head, and and uh, helps him to 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 see that his father lives inside of him, and then then Mufasa appears up in the sky, right? And that's you know one of the most I think remarkable scenes in the film, and and part of it is because that the the artistry, you know, that the animators used, and 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 their color choices. I mean, and how how. Mufasa morphs from, you know, and, and the lighting in the clouds. I mean, it's just, it's, it's gorgeous, right? And then, then they show this one and it's storm clouds and you can kind of make out uh, a lion's face and there's some lightning and things. But again, they make it look so real that it takes out all of the, it just takes out all of the art and, 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 and everything and the beauty of it, and again, not that the natural, I mean, the natural world, of course, is beautiful. I mean, yeah, that's why we love the Lion King, is because it's this enhanced version of the natural world, as you know. But, but, uh, 
it's that was really disappointing. I think another thing that was super disappointing to me was they they brought in some top notch vocal and musical talent. So we've got Donald Glover and Beyonce who are voicing Simba and Nala respectively. Uh, Pharrell Williams, the the music producer and and recording artist, was brought on board to assist with the music, and all we get. Uh, Don Glover and Beyonce sing the Can You Feel the Love Tonight song, that that, that duet uh, from the film. And then, you know, from the original film. And then Beyonce gets gets half of a song as as Simba's running back to to, uh, rejoin the pride and to to save save the pride from from Scar and and the hyenas. And it's just like, that's it. You know, I was thinking that, okay, clearly with Beyonce on board, number one, she would, would require it, but also that they would have her do some other stuff, uh, either some more music or some other things. The same with Donald Glover. Um, but, but they don't. And it's, I just thought that was a really a, a, a missed opportunity. Instead, they, they, they kept the narrative just, really just identical to to the animated film. Now maybe some some are going to say that well that was a good decision because we don't it's the Lion King and we don't want them to, to mess it up. But I want just think about the Broadway play if you've seen it. The Broadway play is really masterful. It's 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 it, there's a lot of beautiful puppetry and imagery and things in it and it's really it's quite avant garde. And I was hoping that even though you know they were going for this photorealistic style, that maybe they make some changes to the script, or add some things that could really uh, enhance the experience and and make it just a really cool new version of this story. And instead, what we got was this very bland rehash. And honestly, as I was sitting in the theater every five minutes or possibly even more often, I just was wishing the projectionist would stop this film and put on the 1994 original and let us enjoy that on the big screen instead. Since it's such a more satisfying experience for me. So uh, I can't recommend the Lion King. Uh, I gave it two out of five stars. Uh, and the two stars are mostly just because I think there was some real technical wizardry that should be, should be, uh, you know, uh, honored because they, they, they really did some, did some great work, but sadly it's, it's, I thought a real wasted opportunity of a film. And again, just sad that Disney is just continuing to make do remakes rather than, uh, create something original or, or, or just do something that's going to be more creative. So anyway, there's that. So the Lion King opens up next week on, on July 19th. It's rated PG by the Motion Picture Association of America for sequences of violence and peril and some thematic elements.
right, for Classic Cinema Corner, I just want to touch base on some cool programming that's happening on Turner Classic Movies this month. Every Friday night this month, they're going to be playing films that were released in 1939. Now you're asking yourself, why, why, why 1939? Well, the classic movie fans, as we know, it's often referred to as Hollywood's greatest year. It's the year that Gone with the Wind was released, The Wizard of Oz, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I mean, the list the list is impressive. Now, uh, there is a cool documentary that is called, you know, 19, <laughs> shockingly enough, 1939, Hollywood's Greatest Year. I watched it last week on TCM, and it's re-airing on Friday, July 19th. So next, for, uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, I will have a link to this on the uh, podcast notes on my blog, but it's scheduled to play at 6.45 p.m. Eastern time. This documentary is totally worth watching. It was produced by TCM in 2008 and just talks about, again, it has to go over, it has to cover a lot of information. So it's not maybe as in-depth as, as, as uh, one might want, but still it, it celebrates the the uh, studio system that was running in Hollywood at the time and running full force and cranking out some amazing uh, work and then also highlight some of these quote unquote shrewd tyrants who who were running <laughs> the studios and uh, anyway it's 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 a fascinating look at a year when a lot of great films were produced now. One thing it mentioned, and and the thing that I that I want to bring up is, is that uh, for the Oscars that were honoring the films released in 1939, that year um, they were permitting ten films in the Best Picture category, not unlike what they're doing again today, is that they're allowing up to ten films, but the ten films that got Best Picture nominees. Uh, check out this list. So, uh, Gone with the Wind, as previously mentioned, The Wizard of Oz, same. Then, Dark Victory, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Ninoshka, Of Mice and Men, Stagecoach, Weathering Heights, uh, and Love Affair. And then, films that were shut out of this list, but that were also made, um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, that's the one with Maureen O'Hara and Charles Lawton. Uh, Destry Rides Again, Young Mr. Lincoln, and Gunga Din, just to name just to name a few. So anyway, uh, amazing films made in 1939, and and so some fun programming uh, on Friday nights this month. So I'll provide a, again. I'll provide a link, uh, and you can see the films that are, that are going to be played. Uh, on TCM on Friday nights, and then many of these will should also be on the Watch TCM app, uh, in case you, you you miss seeing them live or you don't set your DVR that you you can you can catch them. Uh, and I'm looking forward to revisiting some some favorites, and then also hopefully seeing some some new films from this landmark year. Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening 
for the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks again. Thanks again.